Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. It's the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast the rules are simple we can discuss as many of your film ideas and ours as we like but only one will be taken to the next stage where it will be placed in a small briefcase and suspended 10 foot in the air above a wrestling ring i'm joel a man who puts the tit in titus o'neill and across from me is john harris and let me tell you there is no man on earth more afraid of the idea of wearing a leotard in front of thousands of jeering fans whereas the thought actually quite arouses me <laughs> of um, me or not of you? Of you no not of you mate um now you're probably wondering why there are so many wrestling references in that intro there i was you were looking there what are you on about it's a lot of wrestling talk uh, and that's because um we are joined on this episode by um wrestle talk's very own presenter extraordinaire mr luke owen how are you doing very well thank you very much how are you Good. Excited. Yeah. Very excited to have you with us, yeah, because normally it's just me and John, we don't really get on, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's just good to have you here to kind of mediate that, I guess. And the three of us haven't done a podcast together in over a year or so. It's been over a year. Well, we, we come back every year. Yeah. We're it's like, like Guns N' Roses. Yeah. Guns N' Roses. Like a big comeback tour. Guns N' Roses, Glastonbury. Um, what else happens once a year? Wimbledon. Um, those weird flying ants. Flying ant day. It's like, flying ant, it's like yeah. the flying ant day of podcasting. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, congratulations on your wrestling references as well. They good? They were pretty good, yeah. Um, don't congratulate me. Congratulate uh, a little website called Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> My wrestling references stop in the late and the early 2000s. That's pretty much where everyone's wrestling references stop because that's when everyone stopped watching wrestling. And then there was just that select few of us that continued oh, you watching say select few. Well, y- yeah, but it's not a quite as large as it once was. Like, you know, Raw in the US used to pull in 8 million people. Now it struggles to pull in 3. Which still seems like quite a big number, yeah. But all of those three million tend to hate the product, and we, we we're, as wrestling fans, we just watch things out of habit. It's just like every other sport; <laughs> it really is. <laughs> yeah. That's the best argument I've ever heard that wrestling is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> Loads of people watch it and they hate it. <laughs> <laughs> but it seems to be having like a real resurgence recently. I would say the, the British wrestling years, scene certainly oh, massive, is. Yeah. It's getting really big, and to the point where like WWE are now they're launching a UK brand because they are worried that some of, some of these other companies are getting too big for their boots. 
And so they want to come in and essentially sign up all the good talent. Wow. What's it called, the UK brand? NXT UK. So NXT is like their developmental brand. Okay. The the Youth Academy. It's it's essentially the Youth Academy, yeah. But the problem is, like, it's like the Youth Academy, but imagine signing Messi Mm. and putting him in the Youth Academy. That's essentially what NXT does. Right. They sign the best wrestlers in the world, put them in, quote unquote, developmental, so they can, quote, learn how to wrestle, Mm. and then bring them up to the main roster. It's like, okay, well, now you're good enough. Right. Okay. Now you can go on to WWE. I don't really understand just how to explain things to me. Though. That was really <laughs> yeah. good, wasn't it? <laughs> Imagine I, Messi. All oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I yeah. did have to go uh, racking my brain. I was like, I think of a football player. <laughs> I think of a football player and a really good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right. We're not here to mix sport metaphors. We um we put out a a call. Well, you put out a call. Mm. And you did. So, and we did, to get um, some film suggestions, specifically wrestling film suggestions, because this is going to be a, a pretty wrestling-heavy episode, and uh, you'll be doing a lot of the legwork here, like, let me, <laughs> let me lose something, <laughs> because uh, just sort of casting my eye over some of these, and they don't make much sense to me, but that's all part of the fun, right? Yes. I get the movie bits of them. <laughs> uh, well, so that's we, always good. We're going to pitch some wrestling movies. John, what have you got? This one's from Steve. Now you're seen me. I get it! Yeah, you yeah. Go. I get it. Do you know it? Yeah. John Cena, right? Yeah. He does the thing with his hand. Yes, he says, you can't see you me. You can't see me. Where does that come from? What's that about? Because uh, uh, his I, name's Cena? No, I don't think it's that, although he does lead the C-Nation, um, mm. which is... The not, Navy? Yeah, a little bit like the Navy, <laughs> yeah. But I think like, because his gimmick was, originally when he came in, he was a rapper. He was a white rapper. What? what? Yeah, I didn't was, know this. Oh, yeah, and he, he had like... That's uh, why he wears the silly shorts. That's exactly why. Ah. he And he used to wear like basketball jerseys mm. and a backwards cap, and he had a big chain. He led the chain gang. He was a doctor of thugonomics. That was, <laughs> <laughs> he also had a song. He released a rap album. No. no, no come just, on. No, seriously, he released a rap album in 2004. Four, five, I want to say, and had his theme song on there, Doctor of Thugonomics. Doctor of Thugonomics. Where did he study for that? Uh, he doesn't really say, <laughs> unfortunately, but I would imagine Princeton. Princeton. <laughs> the only place that would teach Thugonomics. Princeton. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, mean, you'd, you'd think it's not really in their wheelhouse, but that turns out they've got an excellent scholarship system. <laughs> Doctor of Thugonomics. Yeah. Well, the good news is... That we, is amazing. Yeah. Well, I've got some questions about wrestlers and their characters coming up later. <laughs> and that, I mean, uh, we're not going to top that. Um, the good news is, I think that uh, since Will Smith stopped rapping the theme tunes for his own films, that's been really missing in cinema. But John Cena... Which theme tunes did he rap for his own? Oh, Wild Wild West. Wild Wild West, Men, Men in Black. Black. Yep. Um, I think that's Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> <laughs> Independence Day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we could just name one of his serious films. Really, Hitch was tailor-made for one. Yeah. It was! Like, really, like that, that really needed a theme and song. And he wrote a song called Switch. Yeah. Oh, it could have so just, easily... Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the song came after. Turn maybe the song was Hitch. inspired. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was, yeah. Yeah, they that, were actually, it was called Hitch, and they were like, this is rubbish. The film Hitch comes up too much in this podcast. <laughs> Not enough, mate. Not enough. So, uh, Now You See Me is a magical heist. Magic is in terms of stage magic, heist movie. What but it, it's confusing because one of them does have Harry Potter in. It's the second one. So it's a magic film one, yes. with Harry Potter in. Yeah. I was trying to, I haven't seen the second one. No, I no, one's, seen, no one's seen the second one. <laughs> <laughs> no was, one's seen it. Uh, I, um, I thought the first one, though, was broadly fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those things, like, you know at the end where they do the big reveal, and oh, you're meant to be like, aha. The big reveal is really rubbish. Yeah, no, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I seem to remember that I went with it for all of a second. I went, what? Wait, no. Yeah. No, no. Do you know what I mean? Isn't it like, 
it's stage magic until the last minute and then it's sort then of real magic, magic. <laughs> magic yeah <laughs> by the way it's real the whole thing's real imagine if like you watched a Darren Brown live show and at the end he was like no I'm actually a fucking wizard and he was just like mad <laughs> to be fair I would be fucking impressed if yeah. Darren Brown's biggest trick was actually that, that he, he was a ma- magic he'd been debunking magic his whole career but was actually a wizard that would be that would be a, what a way to go out <laughs> remember how big Darren Brown was yeah. like in his time remember when he did the uh, the live seance on Channel Four, no, I'm not got, sure I do. Yeah, essentially, you got everyone to like create Ouija boards and did like this big live séance on TV. Oh man, that does sound familiar. He made everyone sit, get stuck to their chairs as well. Do you remember that? <laughs> I yes. couldn't wish. I was too scared. I was too <laughs> stood up. You Imagine stood up. if the telly turned off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stuck on my chair forever. That's true, true. <laughs> they what, find my body like what, days later. Save this for another episode. <laughs> yeah. Although right, here's my pitch. Do you remember that Darren Brown documentary <laughs> on Channel 4? Well, imagine that the TV turned off and I was stuck in a chair. Um, that's quite good. That's like that film where Ryan Reynolds gets buried alive, but instead you're just in a chair. And it's like, almost like a phone booth. Yeah. The yes. whole thing's just a shot of you in an armchair. <laughs> just not able to move. Not able to move. But this film, I'm assuming, then we would just do a heist movie, but John Cena is the... Uh, the the lead. I mean, he's an actor now. Mm-hmm. You know, he yeah. is starring in films. I yeah. interviewed him for a film. Which one? Was? Ferdinand. Uh, the animation oh, where yeah. he plays a bull hilarious bit of marketing so the film very much set in summer like it is a Spanish movie it is hot all the time mm-hmm. nothing but sun the entire time film came out at Christmas so the posters all had him wearing a Christmas hat <laughs> nice <laughs> I was like that was a half an hour's meeting yeah. in the DreamWorks studio I was like oh, how am I going to fix this how am I going to make this Christmas Santa hat <laughs> <laughs> interesting uh, fact about how my brain works was before Luke said that it was Ferdinand I got it mixed up in my head and thought it was called Rio which was another animated kids film yeah. and together that makes Back footballer to football Rio Ferdinand. Gary Neville. Oh, Rio Ferdinand, <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> really okay. appealing to me this evening, guys. Um, I don't want to go too far into these tangents because we're only on our first film and we've got about 74 to get through. <laughs> but um, also, I like the fact that Daniel Radcliffe clearly made such a concerted effort to not be typecast yeah. in the films he picked after and then just went, ah, fuck it, I'll, I'll, do, I'll do a magician now. <laughs> Sorry, how much? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I get to work with Woody Harrelson, all right, <laughs> yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, or we the heist is the the thing that they have to steal is John Cena. John Cena's belt. Oh, I like. Oh, actually, I'd like John Cena itself. You have yeah. to kidnap John Cena. Wouldn't want to do that because he's, he's so hard to see. Mm. Oh, but he's also really strong. <laughs> That'd be my main concern. <laughs> there was an amazing book. This is very much like deep cuts wrestling joke. But there was a, go for it. But John Cena is a, he's been around since two thousand four. You know, up until now, it's a long old period. Yeah, yeah. And with the exception of his rapping gimmick, mm-hmm. he has always been the John Cena that everyone—I say everyone knows—but the people who watch wrestling yeah. knows with yeah, the yeah. jorts and everything, the cap, bright coloured t-shirts. They released a book mm-hmm. called "The Evolution of John Cena." It's <laughs> <laughs> not kidding. And ev- there was a picture of him, and he was doing the same pose, just wearing a different hat and a different coloured t-shirt. Amazing. And I was like, "What an evolution!" <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. Used to be more of a green guy. Um, I went to a, I went to a Monday Night Raw. You, did you go to oh, it as well? Everyone booed John Cena, didn't they? Yeah, he's not a popular character. Is he like, like a pantomime villain? Uh, no, or people just bored be, of him. No, he's meant to be a good guy. But even okay. like when in he was new, people didn't like him then. So wrestling fans have this really entitled mentality. It's almost a bit like Last Jedi. The people who want to remake the Last Jedi. Yeah. it's like that. I, but I love all those. wrestling come on, fans come like on those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to those guys. Oh, so much it's gold. So ambitious, from it. right? It's so. <laughs> but it's, it's not ambitious. Brilliant. They've got the money. Yeah, yeah. They've already investors. They've already got the money. They've got the money. Don't ask us who our investors are. No, or if they have the rights. Yeah, yeah. And they're just like written an open letter to Disney. Like. Guys, we can handle this. <laughs> the thing they wrote that open letter on, that parchment-looking <laughs> image, is 
Have you seen it? Yeah. Yeah. Sensational. It's amazing. What? I just... I mean, it's essentially this podcast where they're taking the idea seriously. <laughs> when are you going to reveal that it's you out of interest? Oh, come on. That's awkward. <laughs> that is my one worry. Not in, yeah, it? why wasn't Joel cast as... <laughs> That is my one worry, is it's going to be revealed as one big hoax, like someone was just doing it for a laugh. I really want it to be real. I want these people no, to I genuinely th- believe that they think they can do it. I think it's real. I, yeah. I, I get that yeah. feeling. Yeah. I would be disappointed too, I'll give you that. I think we've uh, treated Steve's suggestion with the utmost of uh, respect. I'd agree with that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you like one from me? Yes. This comes from oh, another, another man in the medical profession on Twitter, a Dr. Hordak from Dusk Till Dawn Marie. Now, I can only assume there's a female wrestler called Dawn Marie. Well, yes, a valet uh, called Dawn Marie. A va- um, what, but like a manager. Parks the cars? All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Man, it goes yeah. deep, doesn't it? The story arcs in <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> you know, then, how much you know about wrestling? You know the people that park their cars? <laughs> you joke. The last two weeks there has been a valet character on yes. the screen. Like, it's almost perfect timing that you made that joke because there has been a valet character that has been scared by one of the big wrestlers called Braun Strowman because he's a big giant monster he's called a monster among men that's his gimmick and he's amongst pretty big men he's, uh, yeah and he is like very big yeah and he's a bit he's a woodsman really like, and he's competing in strongman competitions okay. Oh, okay. so the valet very scared of Braun Strowman because he goes like he talks like this and they were like he was like oh no I don't want anything this, and run away oh no I know right um, I how, think we could write WWE episodes mate. I'm pretty sure anyone could <laughs> <laughs> how big is this car how, uh, Braun Strowman's impressive. Yeah. Really like, it's, li- it's literally a monster. Maybe that's why the valet didn't want to It's a monster it. among men truck. <laughs> <laughs> so from Dust Till Dawn, yep. excellent vampire. Excellent vampire. Film. I'd, I'd say one of the best vampire movies ever. Yeah, big time. So, so good. Robert Rodriguez. So I love it. It's a fantastic movie. Um, as, so I, my limited knowledge of wrestling, I know Undertaker. Mm-hmm. He's kind of uh, in some sort of way a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Well, his his gimmick was he was a mortician. Oh. And so he was he was the undertaker and his yeah. manager, Paul Bearer, 
So he <laughs> <Jeez>. was. <laughs> so he was Paul Bearer's undertaker, and so the undertaker would make coffins that he was going to bury the people in. Um, but then he split away from Paul Bearer and just became the Undertaker. Then he became like Ministry of Darkness Undertaker, where he like led a cult, and then turned into a biker. Um, and he was the American badass. I, do, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> um, came coming out to Limp Biscuits rolling. Yeah, oh, that's good. Just a quick note to self: Paul Bearer, mall cop. Just <laughs> <laughs> mental note. Undertaker's he's either still going or very recently stopped. He's still going. He was at How WrestleMania. He old? was at the Greatest Royal Rumble. He was at. He's going to be. At, they're doing a big show in Australia. He's going to be having his final. The Down Undertaker. Trip. Yeah, Down Undertaker. That's exactly it. You, as a pun, I thought of on the way here because I was trying to think of a film to do, yeah. and the only thing I could think of was the Rescuers Down Under. And I was like, nice. res, I was like, Rescuers Down Undertaker. Right. I'm, Very I'm good. Boom, I, lo- I'm I love the Rescuers. That was my idea for this week. Oh bloody oh, hell! The Rescuers so Down Under. Great minds. Got a backup. Great minds. <laughs> Look, how old is Undertaker? I'd say 103. He must be 60 right. plus, right? He's in his 50s, 50s. late 50s, I think. How, how are they Dodgy hits. That? Like he has to. He can only wrestle once a year, more or less. <laughs> and and there's no like he just does WrestleMania, and it's almost feel like we're just carting him out once again. Yeah. Like for for another WrestleMania. Last year's WrestleMania was one of the saddest things I've ever seen. Oh no! Because he was the main event. And he couldn't move. Oh. And it was just really awkward and sad to watch. I thought he took off his headband and that meant he'd retired. I'm confused. He did, <laughs> but just cut him out once again. Yeah. Like oh, the, the, the story always with, with Taker is that he's retired when he's done. And, every, okay. and, then, and he always thinks he's done. And then he's like... Mm, just when you think he's out. Just when you think he's out of the game, they, they pull him back in. Back they, in they, yeah. they, they, there you go. They, they pick up the phone and they just go, yeah, can you wrestle again? We need Sorry, how much? <laughs> so the, the word <laughs> the word I was grappling for all of about forty minutes ago was supernatural. There's like a supernatural vibe to him. Vampires have they ever gone that far into the supernatural? There was a wrestling vampire. His name was Gangrel. Gangrel, um, who he got his gimmick from Marvel Comics. Uh, Marvel Comics came up with the name Gangrel, and they actually owned the rights to the name. Um, wow. Yeah, really, it's a really weird story. And then he left, but still had a deal with Marvel Comics that he could continue being Gangrel, the living vampire. And he's in his day to day life. <laughs> well, you're a kid, but yeah, he does practice vampirism in real life. And he's Whoa. got his teeth and everything like that. Uh, he was a porn director for a little while with him and his wife. And he still does independent wrestling. But yeah, he had a stable called The Brood. And he had like two lackeys with him. And they used to cover people in blood. So they used to give them blood baths. And they used to drop from the ceiling. Oh, so that actually sounds quite cool. Yeah. It was the 90s. Things, things like, things <laughs> yeah, like that worked. The but then like, you'd have to cut promos, but he was wearing these big fake teeth, so his promos always sounded really rubbish. Sorry, sorry. I try and keep the teeth in. It's very threatening. <laughs> it is threatening. So, Dawn Mary. Dawn Marie. Marie. Dawn Marie. Apologies. Yes. Dawn Marie. Would she make a great vampire? Um, no. Oh. I mean, she'd make, she'd make. So, you know. Um, like a vampire uh, killer? I was about to say Selma Blair, but it's actually more Selma. It's Selma Hayek, isn't it? In the uh, the film, you know, Selma Hayek is like she's the stripper in the club. Yeah, mm-hmm. that is the role essentially the Dormery would play okay. because that's the only thing they've ever really cast her in in wrestling shows. Is that oh, she's the sexy lady? She had a storyline where she married another wrestler's very old uh, dad, and then he had a heart attack during sex. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say during the ceremony. Your knowledge of wrestling is absolutely astounding. It's brilliant. It's awful though. <laughs> What about this one? Dude Love, Where's My Car? Yeah, I like that. Dude Love was a wrestler by the name of Mick Foley. He had three different characters. I know Mick, I know Mick Foley. Yeah, Mankind, yeah. Cactus Jack and Dude Mankind Love. Mankind and Cactus Jack, yeah, that's how I know. I should have really let you uh, do that rather than just talk No, 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 no. I, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Cactus Jack. 
basically apple sours remember cactus jack <laughs> from the 2000s yes uh, the we, shot we used to buy bottles of cactus jack whenever we watched wrestlemania that's great because that's like a big wrestlemania drink it's named after a wrestler yeah so it's like well this just makes sense yeah, yeah. it's just apple sours yeah <laughs> but you ever had a cactus jack no well if it's just an apple sours then i've had an apple what's sours the other one life? from the, that period Dooley's or something that was like Ooh, like a you. milky shot. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah, nah, I am. Um, do you know the the, uh, the bar round in? Oh dear, this shows my terrible knowledge of London. Central London. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the central uh, bar. The, the, the yeah. really central. Uh, yeah, yeah. Come on, what's the name of that bar in central London? <laughs> yeah. You know the one. Yeah. Um, it's called uh, Garlic and Shots. Uh, I've heard about it. I've always wanted to go. Yeah, and downstairs they have a hundred different variations of shots. Yeah, and I had one down there that was essentially like drinking ragu. Whoa! It was like tom- it had tomato with basil and like oh, that's delicious. Yeah, that's it, it really was because I was like, I really need some pasta now. This <laughs> yeah, is, this is really delicious. Oh, let's go! I felt very ill the following day because you just go up there and it's like, oh, I'll have a forty-five and a you know you just yeah. get reel off the numbers. Next thing you know, you've had loads of shots. Garlic What's and shots garlic? Is a big tag team name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, and they were being from so Dust one has smelly breath and the other a gun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, smelly breath and a gun. <laughs> The um, one with the gun is just waiting by the rope, and they're just desperate for him not to get tagged in because they can just about handle the halitosis. <laughs> they don't want the guy with an actual weapon. Um, I didn't credit, dude. Love, where's my car? That was from Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andrew. Thanks, Andy. We're all friends here. I really like this one. This one's from Lem. Undertaken. Oh, you see, all right, that was going to be <laughs> my thing. I didn't realise someone had suggested it. There you go. I, I was so proud of myself when I came in because I came in with a whole pitch for it and everything. Well, go ahead. Right, so. In 2001, The Undertaker had a storyline where his wife was being stalked okay. um, by another wrestler. It was an unknown wrestler. They didn't really do anything weird. They just filmed her from afar. And they had this really disordered voice. was like, I'm watching your wife, Undertaker. And then turned out the wrestler was Diamond Dallas Page. It was uh-huh. a WCW wrestler. And then they had this big old fight because DDP was being a creep. Undertaker mm-hmm. won. On we go. You know, yep. you know. We ride off into the sunset. Everything's fine. I see where this is going. I want to really do a like follow it. up to this. Yeah, where Undertaken, it's following on from the storyline. So Undertaker clearly thinks that it's DDP again, and it's not. It's a copycat killer. Well, ah. copycat stalker. I like ah. it. And they got to go and find out who the copycat stalker is. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. And the Undertaker what, sort of hobbles around. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but it's really sad this time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a unique set of skills. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so he's WCW and WWE. Is that like Marvel DC crossover? It was at the time, yeah, because ah. WWF had just bought WCW, so they started bringing in these WCW wrestlers as like they were they were the invaders, and they had a bigger pay per view called Invasion, where they did WWF versus WCW. Problem was they didn't buy all the good guys from WCW, so they bought all the really lower tier guys, and they were like, ah, look who we've got. Yeah. So rather than like Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and Sting, and they, uh, no, we've got Mark Gingrack. It's like, who's he? Sting. <laughs> yeah, and the police. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they couldn't get them either. <laughs> that would be good. Come on. Um, one from me Jake the Snake on a plane. Very good. I mean, you remember Jake the Snake Roberts? No. No? No. no. What was a, his thing? He was a he was a wrestler. Oh, he well he carried a giant uh, snake to the ring. That's lucky. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, just Jake before that. Uh, Jake. It was a snake called Damien, and so he used to scare people with the big snake. And they were like, "Oh no, it's a snake!" But he was really cool, and he had the nice mullet and a really cool mustache. Oh, nice. But he then fell on very hard times, Aww. like a lot of wrestlers did from the nineties. Do you have to sell the snake? 
Uh, well, the snake. Was there there was lots property. of stories about like sort of animal abuse because oh. I don't think they they were particularly good with the snake. And oh. bearing in mind they're like throwing snakes around rings, so it's probably not really. good. Oh yeah, they snake. hate snakes. Hate that. Yeah, <laughs> so I've heard. So, so this snake tries to escape on a plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, no, I like to think that it's Jake the snake escapes on a plane. Like he is sat on, a, or it's just you know it's like a found footage thing, just watching Jake on a plane. Uh, or Samuel L. Jackson. There, there is something going on on a plane, like someone in the air duct, someone like creep, popping their hand up through the toilet, and it is just Jake the Snake, and he has to get rid of him from the plane. Yeah, he's just trying to have a nice flight, but Jake is just bugging him the just entire really time, really pissing him off. Yeah, yeah. they like were both in first him. class because they're both such superstars. Yeah. Well, they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jake, be, could, when was Jake the Snake a big thing? In the nineties, late eighties, early nineties. Well, so was Sam Jackson at that point. Yeah, those guys could have feasibly been in first class on a plane at one point. There would be an overlap in their careers where that was possible. Well, actually, there could have been. I was about to say that WWE had a private plane, but I don't think they ever really went on the private plane unless you were like a top tippity top Hulk Hogan type oh, guy. Oh, man, so that's everyone, so everyone cool. else just had to like fly coach. They didn't I bet the snake class. went on the private plane. Bear in mind, wrestlers have to pay for their own tickets. So I don't think many people were buying first class tickets. They had to pay for their own tickets and, Jack- and hotels. Jake the Snake has snuck onto the WWF private plane. Ah, uh, now we're talking. Very good. With Very Vince good. McMahon and, and Hulk Hogan. And somehow, in sneaking on, he's broken an engine. Oh, what and is he playing? And the at? only thing that I'm going to take from the original film is that Keenan Thompson saves the day. <laughs> or we switch it up and it's Kel Mitchell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's something that I don't think people talk about enough about that film, is that Keenan saves the day because he played a flight simulator on his PSP, so it meant that he could... Oh, that's land a plane. right. Because I, I was at university when Snakes in a Plane came out, and obviously everyone just went to see that one line. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I've had it with these F- mother effing snakes and a mother effing plane. Yeah. And that's pretty much And it was like, hey, <laughs> now what? Yeah. <laughs> but there was loads of parodies of it, and there was loads of like knockoffs, like Snakes on a Train. Yeah, of course, Snakes on a Train. That's done by those guys, isn't it? Asylum or whatever they're called? Asylum, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a big thing for Asylum for quite a while. Oh, me too, mate. Transmorphers. Oh. <laughs> Talking my language. <laughs> Common ground. <laughs> We're here. Uh, guys, we've actually got to leave the studio because there is a rat's hat tat at the studio door. And it's actually Damien the Snake. He's come to record his audiobook. It's like it's a complete expose of what went on behind the scenes. Finally, we're going to hear, hear the truth. But good news, I've actually got us a booking for Once the Snake's Done. Um, so we're going to come back in and record a part two. That's pretty exciting, right? So if you're listening to this, you've just enjoyed what is part one. You thought, oh, that was great. There's actually going to be more of that. Yeah, what if you got to the end of this and was like, God, I wish there was more. Oh, you're in luck. You're in luck. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener